Greetings and welcome back to another and ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are now studying Masachet Kiddushin. We are at the very bottom of Daf Lamed Amud Bet, uh, in the middle of our sugya about um, uh, the, analyzing the Mishnah on Daf Chavtet Amud Aleph, Mishnah Zayin. And now we're looking at the second part of the first half of the Mishnah. Kol Mitzvah Ta'aval which we already interpreted at the beginning of our Gemara, means mitzvot that the child has to do towards his father. We said both men and women are obligated. Now the Gemara will just process this out. What does that mean? You think it's any mitzvot that father is obligated to do for his son? Nashim chayavot. Mishnah says woman are chayav. We just dealt with that brayta, but the father is chayev, and the father exclusively is chayev to take care of all these mitzvot towards his son. Aviv ini molo, only the father. Am Yehuda Achikamar. This is what it means. Kol mitzvot av hamutel tal aben lasot aviv. Mitzvot av al aben mitzvot towards the father that are on the son to do. Echad nashim echad nashim chayavin. Now tanin alhad tan rabanan. That supports the following brayta ish, and this was also quoted at the beginning of our sugya. Ainly ela ish, the pasuk that says ishi movaviv tirao, a man has to fear his father and his mother. Says only a man has to. Ishaminai, and how do I know that a woman is also obligated? Shomer tirao, and it says ishi movaviv tirao in the plural. both man and woman. Can matamalora ish? So why does it say ish? Ish sipek biadola sot. Isha in sipek biadola sot. A woman is not always financially in a position that she can help support her parents, for instance, she's married, as opposed to a man. She has others' uh, pro, uh, um, purview over her and domain over her financially. Now, If a woman gets divorced, then she is equally obligated as a man, or should we say uh, more purely as to what the meaning here is, if a brother and sister... Once she gets divorced, she's equally obligated with her brother to support the parents. Famous pasuk and asaratadibrot, honor your father and mother. Honor God with your wealth. We're going to go back to that in the next podcast. The same phrase is used in honoring Hashem and honoring your parents. You have to fear your father and mother. You have to fear Hashem. The Torah compares the reverence for your parents with the reverence for Hashem. The Torah says that if you curse your parents, you die. If a man curses God, he will bear his, the sin. In other words, he will be killed. Here is a euphemism. Cursing parents is equal, is parallel or equal to, to cursing God. Now, there is one other principal law that uh, has to do with children, parent, uh, parent relationship between children and parents, and that is if you strike your parent and draw blood, then you're chayav mitah. Vada'i efshar, there you clearly cannot equate the two. Now, v'chein medin, v'chein medin is now commenting on the earlier part that says there's all of these ways in which the Torah recommends a parallel relationship with the parents as with Hashem. Shishloshtan shutafin bo, after all, the three of them, father, mother, and Hashem, are the partners in creating you. And here a beautiful homily. When a person honors his parents, I make it, I'm considered as if I lived there and they honored me. Honoring your parents like honoring God. 
Tana Rebbe Omer, This comment of Rebbe is addressed to the fact that and when it comes to honor, which is more an issue of love and closeness, it says honor your father and mother. When it comes to reverence and fear, which is more an issue of distance, it says fear your father and mother. So he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu already knew that the son will, will honor his mother more. Why? She's always making, making, saying nice things to him and, and, uh, and coming close to him. That's why the Torah said, honor your father and your mother. We also know that a son fears his father more than his mother, typically. The father has to teach him, has to train him, has to discipline him. Therefore, the Torah placed the fear of mother first, again, to counteract the instinct, uh, the instinctual imbalance. If a man pains his parents, this is the flip of the earlier one, where he says, it's good that I didn't live with them. If I lived with them, they'd pain me too. Look how they treated their parents. Look, they would treat me the same way. Now, we continue on with Yitzchak's um, 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 uh, segue uh, about uh, the relationship between uh, uh, sin and Akkadosh Baruch Hu feeling displaced, as it were. If somebody sins secretly, this of course sounds very evocative of uh, some of the homilies in Sota. It's as if he's pushing the feet of the Shechina. The land is my footstool. So if you're walking around sinning, it's like you're pushing God out of the way. Not allowed to walk around four steps, standing tall, uh, proud. The land is full of his glory. You're in Hashem's presence. You should be show humility. She wouldn't walk around four steps without with his head uncovered. He felt that having his head covered was a, an indicator of his respect for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And he says, the Shechina is above me, how can I walk around with an uncovered head? Now, Shal ben Almona Achat at Rabbi Eliezer. So a son of a widow asked Rabbi Eliezer, Now this, of course, wasn't practical because his father wasn't alive. If father says, give me water, and mother says, give me water, who do you give first? Leave for the meantime the honor for your mother and take care of the honor, the honor for your father. Why? Because the mother should also be taking care of the father. Now, the same Almona came to Rabbi Yeshua, the colleague of Rabbi Yezer, Amar Lokach, asked him the same question. And then uh, he got the same answer. Amar so then he asked Rabbi Yeshua, Nitgarsha. Mahu. What happens if the mother gets divorced, so she no longer has to honor the father, and both parents, who are not married to each other, now ask you to do something? Who goes first? I could see from your eyes, meaning from the tears that are there, that you are the son of an almanah. You know what? Put the water in the middle of them, and... Um, and uh, lay it out kind of like you would in a trough for chickens. In other words, don't get in the middle of it. Put it in, the, in between them and, and let them um, um, and uh, and let them have the have it. 
Um, okay. Uh, he came this drasha. All of the kings of the world, Hashem, will acknowledge you because they heard your words. Not the, the, the word of your mouth, but the words of your mouth. What does that mean? When the first two debrot were stated, I am the Lord your God, shall have no other gods beside me. So everybody said, yeah, he's looking out for his own honor. Once he said, honor your parents, they then said, you know what, the first statements are also accurate, because we see he's doing this for because it's the right thing, not because of his own glory. Because he's looking out for the parents' glory too. He had a different pasuk to give the same lesson. The, your opening words are emet. What kind of statement is that? Only your opening words and not the end of your words? From the end of your words, we can see that the first words were emet. Same thing with kabed. They asked Ula, What's the extent of kibudav? How far do you have to go? Look at the story of this non-Jew in Ashkelon. Isn't that was his name? They wanted to do business with him for a lot of money, whether it's 60,000 um, or 600,000 uh, gold pieces or whatever. His father was sleeping, and underneath his pillow was the key to the storehouse where the stuff was, the merchandise was. Velociero refuses refused to bother his father, and... Um, and uh, and therefore potentially lost the business. So they asked Rabbi Yezer, there's more to this story. Same story. Now we find out more details perhaps about the story or another version. They weren't looking to do business. They wanted to buy special gems for the ephod. Right, the two rocks that go on the ephod, they would have paid him a humongous amount of money. Or perhaps even 800,000. Again, the key was under his father's pillow. And even though he stood to lose lots of money, as a result, he didn't bother his father to wake him up. There's the more to the story. paid him back. Now, this tells us, by the way, that in the end he didn't do business with Chachamim. Because what happened? He ended up having a paraduma born into his flock. The Chachamim came to him. I know that I can ask any price, you'd give it to me. All I ask from you is the amount that I stood to gain doing business that I lost because I honored my father. That's what I wanted back. So now, Rav Hanina has a comment. This fellow is not obligated to honor his parents. But look what he does, and look at the great reward he gets. So much, how much more so will somebody be rewarded if they are commanded? So if a Jew honors his parents like that, how much more will he be rewarded? Greater is someone who is commanded and acts than someone who acts voluntarily. Right? I'm Rav Yosef. Now, there's a little bit to this. Rav Yosef, if you realize, remember, was blind. Mirei I mean, originally I said, Man, Dahave Amr Li Halacha Kareb Yehuda. 
Anybody who tells me the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda Damar Suma Patamina Mitzvot, that's Rabbi Yehuda's unique shita, that a, a blind person is Patamina Mitzvot. I would make a big party for the rabbis if somebody would tell me halacha like Rabbi Yehuda, why Dalhomiv Kidna Vyavinna. I'm not commanded, I'm doing it anyways, I'm in a great position. Now that I heard this dictum of Rav Hanina, greater is one who is commanded and acts. Now I'd say the opposite. If somebody tells me that Allah is not like Rabbi Yehuda, that I'm commanded, I'll make a big party. Now I'm happy that I'm commanded in doing it. He told the story. So he told the story that Dama Benetina, the same Dama Benetina, was uh, wearing very fancy clothes um, uh, that were gold, and he was sitting with the elders of Rome. Evidently, Gudoli Romi doesn't mean in Rome. It was probably Roman notables who were in Ashkelon, because the mother came and tore his garment off, and she slapped him in the head, she spit in his face, you know, she publicly, publicly embarrassed him. He didn't say anything. He didn't shame her. See how great, how great his kibbutz was. You could feed your parents very nice chicken and, and lose everything. And that you'd be punished because you, uh, you, you don't behave nicely when you feed them. You could, you know, that you could, the, the substance of the kibbutz is not nearly as important as the method and the form. You could feed your parents very fancy stuff and lose it all. And you could make him work in the mill. And that act will bring you to Olam What's the story? Um, Rashi fills it in in the Rishalmi with a story about uh, a fellow who used to feed his, ki- his father uh, fancy stuff. And, uh, and father once said, where do you get all this fancy stuff? And he said, what do you care? Just chew it up. All right. So, in other words, the son was very uh, ungrateful and not nice to his father. And then there was another story um, about a fellow who was uh, working in the mill, and he had an elderly father, and the king wanted his father so to come work for him. So he said, "You know, you work the mill, and I'll go." So, so you could make your father work in the mill, and it's actually a nice thing for the father. All right, I'm a Rabbi Avo. I'll give you an example. Rabbi Avau, the great rabbi of Kisaria, said, Avimi, my son, he fulfilled mitzvot kibud. I'll tell you the story. He had five bani uh, simcha, meaning sons who were worthy of smicha. Um, and, um, and while he was alive, would come to the door, right for Nonetheless, um, you know, it's Avimi himself had five sons. Nonetheless, uh, Avimi himself, the father would go running to open the door for his father, the grandfather, Ramar, uh, and he would say, I'm coming to open it, I'm coming to open it. Alright, so what happened is uh, that one time Rabbi Avahu said to a son of him, give me some water. By the time he brought it, Rabbi Avahu fell asleep. He stood over him with the water until his father woke up. He didn't wake him up. So Avimi now merited giving the famous drasha on Mizmor Le'asaf. What's that? That the, uh, the, the drasha is, why does he Mizmor Le'asaf? 
Goyim have come into your house, they've defiled you. Why is it a Mizmor? It should be a Kina. The answer is it's a Mizmor. This was his drasha. It's a Mizmor. We're thanking God and singing to God that he took out his wrath on the stones and the wood and not on the people. Rav Yaakov bar Avu al Abaye said, "Kungon Ana adad yatin beirav Abba madli lekosa veima mazgali." What can I do? By the time I get home, they've already. My father has already poured me a cup. My mother has already uh, mixed it. Hechi Avid, what can I do? So I'm relay me imach kabel me avuch lo tekabel. At least accept it from your mother, not from your father. Why the cave of the man bar Torah who chal shadata? Your father is a ben Torah. He's gonna make it feel bad if he, you're accept. You know, you're receiving it like he's serving you. So we see, by the way, here that Kibbutz has a certain subjective element to it, which should be obvious. He had his mother. Every time she wanted to get into bed, he would lean over and she would climb on him. Every time that she had to get off the bed, obviously very short, she would climb down on him. Out of a kamish tabeach b'midrashi, came to the base vendish, and he was uh, very happy about it. He said, "Look at me! Uh, look at the great kibud avim, kibud aim that I'm showing." Amri le, he said, "Adai no, he got to the chazi kibud." He said, "You haven't even reached half of what you should do." Klum zakarne kibefarecha liyamvlo ichlamta. Has she yet taken your wallet and thrown it in the sea, and you haven't shamed her? We're going to see this in the next podcast. The reference to this. Now, Rav Yosef Remember, Yosef was blind, but when he would hear his mother walking, Amar said, "Coming, I'm going to stand up in front of the Shechina." That's what he said about his mother. Rav Yochanan has this kind of odd statement. He says, "Happy is somebody who never saw them," meaning never saw his parents. Um, right, because there's just no way to properly mechabed them. If somebody is born without parents, which we'll see a story about that in a minute. Uh, then he's better off. When his mother uh, conceived him, his father died. And in childbirth, his mother died. So Yochanan is making this comment about saying, and I didn't have to do keep it had the same thing. Throughout is always saying, the mother told me. We had this in Yavamot. We had this in, in, uh, in Gittin. We had several times when Abaye said, I'm Rali Aim. Hahim Rabnita Havi. That means it was his nanny. Asi Havi Dahu Imaz Kena. He had a, a grandmother, Amrale, Amrale Baina Tachshitin. She said, I need, I want some jewels. That's what, uh, that's what she said to him. Um, uh, Avadla. So he went and got it. Baina Gavri. She said, I want to get married. And the Ayinlach. I'll see if I can find something. Baina Gavri to Shaper Kavatach. I want a man who's as attractive as you. Shavka va'azal already Israel. So Ravasi got up and he left and he left her there and he went to Israel. Shamanika azla batre. He heard that she was following. Ata the coming to Rabbi Yochanan Marle. Malat Saint Maritz the Chutzlar. So he came to Rabbi Yochanan his Rabbi. Said, "Can I leave her to Israel? She's coming after me." Amarle asur. Likrat ima mahu. What about to go greet my mother? Can I do it? Amarle any yode. I don't know. Atrach purta hadar ata. Um. So Ravasi clearly made it, made it clear that he wanted to leave. Amarle asim to atzeit tal atzeit. So Yochanan said to him, "You really decided to leave?" Hamakom yechazer chalas shalom. God should bring you back peacefully. After the coming to Rabbi Lazar, he came to Rabbi Lazar, who was Rabbi Yochanan's colleague, and tried to figure out what Rabbi Yochanan meant. Amarle chatzer shalom dilma mirtach ratach. Maybe Rabbi Yochanan's angry. Maybe that's why he said it that way. That's what Ravasi asked him. Amarle mayam Rabbi Lazar said, "What did he say to you?" Amarle makom yechazer chalas shalom. 
He wouldn't have blessed you if he was really angry at you. So he gave you his blessing. It's okay to go. He heard that his mother's coffin was coming. If I knew that she was already dead, I would not have gone out of Eretz Yisrael. I thought that uh, I thought that she was alive. And there's a wonderful segue to the idea of honoring your parents when they're alive and when they're dead. How do you honor them when they're alive? When uh, he hears um, that the people around him, he knows the people around him, will do something to honor his father, and he wants to ask a favor, you don't say, send me from my account, let me go quickly on my account, let me go on my account. He said, do it for my father. And that way they'll all honor his father. It's a way of showing honor to his father. If it's a town where they're going to honor his father. What do you do after father's dad? If you're quoting your father, these of course are all talking about situations where father is a chacham. Don't just say this is what father said. That's the phrase that's used. This is what father, my master, said. I am the uh, atonement for his death. That's only the first 12 months after he died. If a Chacham is teaching and he's quoting his father, if he is quoting his father or quoting his Rebbe, he doesn't say that. He says, Abba said, Rebbe said, he doesn't quote them by, by name. The Turgaman, but the Turgaman, meaning he whispers it to the Turgaman, the Turgaman then blasts it out loud and lets everybody know what he said. He doesn't change the name, he says it right. So in other words, like Rabbi Yudan Asi would say, Abba says, and then the Turgaman would say, and Shemagam Liel says, Avua Deman, now, whose father is the Turgaman talking about? the Turgaman, his own father? Isn't he also obligated to honor his parents? The way I described it. So if the Chacham, let's say Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda is teaching, he whispers to the Turgaman, Abba said. And the Turgaman says, Rabbi Yehuda said. So here, Ravashi's son was teaching, He would say, my father, my master said, to the Amora. And the Amora would just say, that's what Ravashi said. And he would quote him. Okay, we'll stop at this point and pick up Mirz Hashem on Daf Lamed Aleph Amun Bet at the bottom in the next podcast. Everyone should have a wonderful day.